It's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. I'm Gary Mack. Hope everybody had a great day. 10 days or so <laughs> since we last were together. Hey, baseball season's here. The Mets are here. Been catching any of the action. Yesterday's great game with uh, uh, DeGrom and Scherz, Scherzer pitching. Wow. What a performance by both of them. Uh, you know, could be some big things happening there if they stay healthy. Health is the whole thing. Got to stay healthy. If they can pull that off, it's going to be a terrific season. And I can't wait for the for the regular season to get started. Aren't you all excited? And the Mets have, you know, everything's falling into line pretty good. There's a... They keep saying that there's a whole different professionalism and a different feeling in camp this year. And, you know, you could kind of feel it when you watch. You see the team. They don't look as uptight. You, you see Show Walter in the dugout. He looks like he's in control. He's taking notes. He's, he know, directing people. He knows what he's doing. It's something that seemed lacking. I You know, it I the previous two managers they had just seemed nervous all the time to me. I don't know, maybe it's my imagination, but they just seemed to be nervous, like they were waiting for the other shoe to drop all the time. When Walter's in charge, and uh, I think that's what you need. You need the old-fashioned, uh, you know, uh, manager that knows what he's doing, takes control and you know all the players keep saying it's it's a different camp they're excited uh they can't wait to get started and um i don't think the fans can wait either to get started so uh it's coming fast couple of weeks and and we'll be there so uh keep your fingers crossed everybody stays healthy and they get off to a good start they're off to a good start salary-wise already because the Mets and first baseman Pete Alonzo have agreed to a, uh, uh, a $7.4 million contract to avoid arbitration. That's a big move, you know. Um, that wraps up the first of three arbitration years for Alonzo, who is controllable through 2024. My guess is they'll work on a, uh, oh, that's not him. There he is. Uh, they'll work on extension uh, to sign him because you don't want to, if you want to keep him, you don't want to tie him. You want to tie him up. You don't want to have uh, have to break in somebody else or whatever. But uh, Alonzo signed 
And the other uh, players that were up for arbitration, um, 13 of 14 have signed now. Mentioned Alonzo, Edwin Diaz settled the $10.2 million. Chris Bassett, he did not uh, come to terms, and he will be heading towards an arbitration hearing. Interesting what they'll do because, um, you know, uh, he, he wasn't with the team last year, so who goes to the arbitration? Do the A's go or do the Mets go? Obviously, he's a Met now, so the Mets will probably go, but what can they, you know, be tough for them to argue, but we'll see what they uh, do. They might still settle before the day of the, uh, uh, before the hearing comes around. So we'll see how that works out. And uh, let's see, Seth Lugo, he settled the $3.925 million. So he's got a nice new contract. Miguel Castro settled at $2.62 million. Brandon Nimmo settled at $7 million. Trevor Williams settled at $3.9 million. Dominic Smith settled at $3.95 million. J.D. Davis settled at $2.76 million. Thomas Nito settled, terms currently unknown. Jeff McNeil settled at $3 million. Joey Lucchese settled at $1.15 million. Drew Smith settled terms currently unknown. And Luis Guillaume settled at $875,000. So not a bad uh, salary for a year's work uh, at all. But, um, you know, um, it's good to have these guys. You don't want to be going through arbitration it's it can get messy and it's not something that that you want to go through with the season coming up uh and let's see you know so we were talking about uh uh degrom and uh his first outing he looked really good sat at 97 to 99 miles per hour with his fastball broke off vicious sliders in his first game action and uh he said he was a little nervous but he, he was relieved that everything worked out and he felt good. That's good. <laughs> the same thing after his second start. He was, he was throwing all kinds of pitches. Looked very sharp. Looked very good. This is the kind of stuff we want to see. Uh, and uh, Scherz is just a workhorse. He's just he he's ready to go. He'll pitch nine innings. That's his first game, I think. He's he pitched what I think five his first outing, and I think five four or five yesterday in the second outing. So he's ready to go uh, as soon as the season starts. And we were fortunate yesterday that Starling Marte. Made a start. Uh, he just started hitting last week off uh, the tee, but he's been uh, progressing nicely. Played in the game, played a number of innings yesterday, and uh, Showalter said they are encouraged with how he is progressing. Now, you know, uh, they're gonna. He's gonna play a lot now, so. Maybe he'll be ready for opening day. Maybe they'll hold him back a week or so 
which would be understandable. There's not a problem with that. And, um, you know, just to, just to make sure he's okay and ready to go. And let's see, James McCann, he has not played, and, and uh, Walter revealed that he had some back issues. Uh, he's had back issues in the past, and uh, but the manager said that the, the team isn't too concerned, and McCann likely would have been out there if it were a regular season game. So I guess they're just going to take it easy with him and make sure that everything's okay. Don't want to stress anything. You know, uh, Nito uh, caught yesterday, caught Scherzer and DeGrom, very important, uh, and had a pretty good day at the plate. He got a couple of hits, uh, a double and a home run. Uh, so... Um, he did win a batting title, so who knows? He he could be starting uh, the season strong. Um, Francisco Alvarez continues to shine, but don't expect to see him up. He's 20 years old. I don't know if you'll see him at all this year. Uh, definitely next year, I think he will be vying for the uh, the starting catcher slot. I'm not sure about this year. They might feel if they need a backup, they may bring him up. Uh, but, you know, they have uh, Mazikas and uh, other guys, Hayden Senga, Senda, Senga, who's been playing pretty good ball. So we'll see what they decide there. Uh, but... Um, you know, hopefully McCann can come back because they could use him for uh, the uh, for the, this season, you know. And I think this is the last year of his contract. I think he signed a two-year contract, so this will be the second year of that. So we'll see how that shakes out. All right, let's take a break. We'll be back with some more Mets news right after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Musings. On Twitter at Mets Musings GM. The Instagram is Mets Musings. And on YouTube at Mets Musings Mac. Wish to be a part of the show? Give us a call at 516 619 6341. And we're back. 
<laughs> and the Mets sent a bunch of players down in the last two weeks. Uh, Mark Vientos, Ronnie Mauricio, Travis Blankenhorn, outfielders Khalil Lee and Nick Plummer, catcher Patrick Mazika, and right-handed pitcher Jose Buto were all options to the minor league camp. Uh, the Notably, the Mets' top two prospects, Brent Batty and Francisco Alvarez, remain in big league camp but continue to get some playing time. So uh, that's pretty neat that those guys are, are impressing. So uh, pitches Jordan Yamamoto and Thomas Zapucky were previously optioned to the minors by the Mets. But uh, as I said, uh, Francisco Alvarez and Brett Batty remain in the big league camp. So uh, keep an eye out on those guys. They they really are being, you know, impressing. And uh, who knows, you know, uh, both young guys and uh, could use a little bit more seasoning. Uh, Batty played as high as double A last year. Might have gotten to AAA uh, for a brief spell. Alvarez got his uh, was playing in Brooklyn most of the season, and will probably uh, had a taste of AA. Will probably start at AA. I would think it would he wouldn't be there more than a couple of months and then go to AAA uh, if he's performing, of course. And uh, same thing with Batty. And uh, Vientos, I would imagine, starts the year in AAA. Mauricio, um, the almost like the unforgotten prospect who had a real good year last year. Uh, he's got really no place to go. Uh, <laughs> uh, shortstop is tied up. Second base looks like it's going to be tied up. Third base is going to be tied up with either Vientos or Batty. So, um, Mauricio, I think they're going to start moving him around. <coughs> Excuse me. I think there's uh, a possibility they might play him in center field. They could move him to second base. I think they're going to be use him around and see what he can do. We'll see, uh, uh, you know, how the minor league season goes, if, what they decide to do with uh, Ronnie Mauricio. But um, another good prospect. So, But they really like Alvarez and Batty. And uh, Alvarez in particular has really been, uh, you know, he, he, he's impressed. He's opened some eyes. Uh, he's definitely needs some seasoning. Uh, same thing with Batty. But they've opened some eyes, and that's what you want to do when you're in your first big league camp. You want to, even though you're a prospect and a high prospect, you, you want to open the eyes of the management team. You want them to keep looking at you. You don't want them to forget about you or uh, anything like that. And, um, these guys definitely, especially when you, you know, they're watching you at the minor league level. They know you're playing well, and they know what your stats are, and they know you're good, and they're keeping their eye on you. But when you go to camp and they actually see you on a day-to-day -day basis and they see, you know, instead of watching film or coming flying into town watching one game when you may have a bad game, when they see you over a period of time, it makes a big difference. 
to the scouts and and to the front office, uh, and they get a feel to what type of person you are. And all all that kind of stuff plays into it. So don't let them tell you that it doesn't, um, but it does. And um, they've been opening eyes. So good on them. Congratulations. You know, uh, gonna get used to uh, getting some youth on this team and and. Uh, uh, mixing it up with some good veterans, and that's how you build championship teams. All right, we are going to be able to see everybody play because New York City has lifted the private sector COVID vaccine mandate that has kept Kyrie Irving from playing home games this season for the Brooklyn Nets. Mayor Eric Adams announced that unvaccinated professional athletes will be allowed to play in the city. He will reverse, he did reverse the private sector vaccine mandate specifically for performers and pro athletes. They had to throw in the performers there, I guess, just to cover himself. Uh, so what does it mean? That means that unvaccinated Mets and Yankee players as well as Nets or, you know, Rangers or anybody else uh, can play at home games at City Field and Yankee Stadium. If you remember, we talked last time about they couldn't. And uh, it opened up a lot of questions. Uh, the HEPA laws and all that kind of thing. Uh, you know, the team doesn't tell you who's vaccinated and who's not vaccinated. And how this law stayed in effect, you would essentially known who who was and was not because they couldn't play at home. So, um, it, look, it was a stupid rule from the beginning, and uh, uh, Mayor Adams is changing it, and uh, let's move on from there. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, and I want to thank you for listening and watching. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Castbox, or if you're watching the show on YouTube, hit that subscribe and uh, um, like button. It uh, it helps us, and it helps the analytic people at YouTube. They're very happy when you hit the like button. As well as I am. So please, if you do that, hit the subscribe and like button. It helps us to get an idea of how the show is growing. Uh, it helps me grow the community and expand to new listeners. So, season is a couple of weeks away. We are closing in on it. Uh, you know... Uh, may have another signing or two. The Mets are supposedly interested in left-handed reliever Tony Watson. We'll see how that, uh, if, you know, if they get him. Uh, Michael Conforto still out there. Steve Cohen, if you're listening. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but uh, it's getting close. It's getting exciting. So, Get your warm clothes out if you're going to City Field early in April or even in May. You know, those games get pretty cold at night. So, uh, remember.
remember to do that. And also remember to keep the faith. Stay optimistic and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings.